let's zoom out. It was us four college seniors. We could have been blacking out at a bar, but instead we were all sitting around in a circle talking about our life and who we are and who we wanted to be and what we wanted out of life. So let's just first acknowledge like, okay, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool thing. If, if, if mushroom psilocybin allowed us to do that, but then the way that we were talking was one that my one buddy fish who'd done it before was like, Hey man, you should write down what you're saying. And I was like, okay, I've never been a journaler, but I took out a pen and paper and I said, what do you want for your moments on earth? And I just wrote, I just wrote. And what was so amazing was it was not from fear. It was not from delusional utopia. Mm -hmm. It was simply looking at life with an open heart. My life used to feel like I was stuck on autopilot, trapped in the same thought loops, worries, and fears. Then something major happened. Enter psychedelics. My name is Kat Walsh, and you're listening to Trip On This. Join me as we journey together into these mysterious realms, discussing everything from personal transformation, otherworldly experiences, and practical at-home tips. Welcome, fellow traveler, to the land of limitless possibilities. Welcome back, my friends. It's your host, Kat, and today's episode is with Alex Weber. Alex is a keynote speaker, an author, and was a host and contestant on American Ninja Warrior. He talks about what his journey has been like and how a mushroom trip in college was actually a character-defining experience and set him on a completely new trajectory with his life. It's inspiring, it's fascinating, and I love any story about a person that carves out the kind of life that they want to live. But before we get into this episode, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Pilgrim Soul Publishing. All right, so I am holding right now in my hands two coloring books that says, please color while you are high. These are adult coloring books that are, have you seen those like geometric shapes? You know, the ones that's like really, really tiny, but it has like funny different sayings in it, but it's also for like what I would think of as a meditation. I personally love these. Like, I love this one. I love that I put it open to this, this page. It says alive to be lucky, alive to be lucky. I've never heard that uh, statement in my life and I already love it. I've actually never seen this particular one. It's a picture of a bear and it's a geometric bear for those who are seeing it. I personally, again, I love doing things like this, whether I'm high or not or tripping or just wanting to put myself into a meditation state without necessarily having to close my eyes and go deep. The other thing that I want to show you from the Pilgrim Soul line is the please use this journal while you're high for creative thinking. This journal is so much fun and there's different types of creative thinking exercises through it. And I'm sure a lot of you are asking like, Kat, why do I need to have a creative journal? Why do I need to think creatively? For me, the thing that I always come back to when it comes to this is that it's how we creatively think about our life, right? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a great artist to be creative. It doesn't necessarily mean what you think in the traditional way. I'm a great painter. I'm a great drawer. For me personally, I'm none of those things. But I do like to believe that I am creative in the way that I have been able to put my life together. I like to apply different creative problem solving, if you will, to being an entrepreneur. And so having something like this that actually helps you think outside of the box, that is kind of forcing you to think a little bit more in that right brain abstract thinking really does open up the aperture about how can I actually now use some of these principles to apply it to my life? What is outside 
of the proverbial box. If you're interested in getting a copy of your own creative journal or these coloring books, head over to pilgrimsoul.com and you can use the coupon code TRIPONTHIS for 20% off on your order. And with that, I pass it over to Alex Weber. Okay, well, in that case, Alex Weber, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Welcome to Trip on This. I'm fired up. Thank you for, for having me. I think I reached out to you. I was like, this is awesome. I want to talk with you. It's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. And once I got to see you're on the motivational speaker path, you were an American Ninja Warrior. I was like, this is a definite yes for me. So wow. can you talk to us first a little bit before we get into the psychedelics of it all? Talk to us about this journey you've been on. How did you get <laughs> onto this path? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because it's all it's all related, um, and I think that's what's been really cool. You know, I guess I'll go back to uh, my senior year of college. I asked myself this question, which now I incur I ask it of myself often, and I encourage people to ask it. And I think it's the most important question we can ever ask, which is, "What do you want for your moments on Earth?" And um, it took me till being my senior fall in college, and you know the story of. Uh, before that was, I was like a bullied kid, but then I found sports and sports were this amazing outlet where it was very clean and pure. The more that I gave myself to it, mm -hmm. the better I was and the more opportunities and the more friends and self-esteem. So I played division one lacrosse. I was at an Ivy league school. I was going to go into finance, which was like the, you know, the approved upon yeah. uh, route there. Totally. And it's a good one, mm -hmm. but I knew I wanted to do something in entertainment and people and then I asked that question one night uh, with the help of some plant friends that we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. And it, it it gave me some clarity and some perspective and some courage to say yes to what I was scared to say yes to. Mm -hmm. And that led to all these chapters. Some of those were I coached high school lacrosse and won a coaching award. And then that oh. led to I started doing TV hosting and stand-up comedy. And then I had and then when I got hired for American Ninja Warrior, I was first a host mm -hmm. and uh hosted for two years and it was amazing and challenging and uh crazy. And part of my journey there was to actually try the obstacles and fail. Mm -hmm. But then they thought it'd be good if I was actually good at them. And then that journey um caused me to did they train you in it become a competitor there i mean the community of athletes is unlike any other community i've been around where mm -hmm. they're so welcoming in and just like every sport as it's growing cultures change so well, it'll be interesting to see uh but more than not, it's just this culture of like, come train with us, come join us. Okay, cool. So because of that, the best athletes in the sport I could start training with. And it was like so bonkers, uh, overwhelming and intimidating yeah, and totally. really humbling. I think that was my biggest initial that I had to get through is because I went from being a U.S. lacrosse coach of the year, all-American D1 lacrosse player to now back to below a beginner, right. humbling, right. sucking, yeah. embarrassing, getting hurled off these obstacles. Um, so it was just a lesson of like, okay, like I got to eat some humble pie uh -huh. and be okay with that and make friends with humility. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then all the good stuff happened. Wow. Okay. 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 So you started as a host. Now, when you were, let's go back a little bit. You you were on the track of okay. I'm gonna. I need to have the courage to go after what I want. Now, at yeah. that time, 
what was that for you? Is it was it more in the realm of acting? Was it in TV hosting? I mean, I know you're doing motivational speaking now. Like, what was that initial? I want to be out there with with people. Like, what was that number one? Yeah, that's so good. I you know, I I've reflected on this a little bit, both independently and, and in a therapy office setting. <laughs> uh, totally. Did I land where <laughs> I wanted to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I mean, I uh, at that time me going into like the arts or entertainment was acting. But really, you know, as a kid, I would listen to stand-up comedy albums Mm. on loop. Uh, Even now, if I'm driving my car, I listen to stand-up comedy like comfort food. Mm -hmm. Like I listen to comedians' albums. I can recite them. Do you remember Um, Adam Sandler's? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I fucking loved that one. That's the only (laughs) album that I ever listened to. But like... The pool. Anyway, sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Just, that's the only one that I know of. Is like, oh my God, I used the to listen goat? to that all the time. Is that the one with, the- it, with the what? Yeah. I think there's one with a goat, a sketch of the goat. Um, Maybe. I remember the one with the therapist. Uh, okay. Oh no, he's a, he's a hypnotist. And then one by the pool. He's like, shake your cock and balls for mama. You know? Oh, yep. That one. That was a, that uh, was a classic. Right? Was a it was like a zillion years ago. This is only for people, obviously, that are like above the age of 30. But anyway, like... <laughs> But if you know, you know, you know. <laughs> All right, so comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I moved to LA, but this is like the funny thing is I got there and I've done acting stuff. I've been in shows, Modern Family and and uh, what is it, Tosh.0 and different shows. Acting always felt not a fit to me. It felt like I mm. walked in a room and they were like, wrong. And I'm like, cool, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, Sorry for being born. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, I would just feel so uncomfortable. Totally. Uh, but then I found like hosting and hosting is like, oh, you can just be who you are. Yeah. Uh, but during this time, what was so interesting was I was, you know, trying to pursue my dream of acting. And then I would get in the car and I would go and be a coach for high school lacrosse while I was pursuing acting in the beginning. And then I was in a position of authority with all these young people trying mm. to do their dream. Um, but anyways, I've, I would always give like pump up talks to the team yeah. and it really felt like the most true to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just funny. It's like, I feel like the speaking now is just a different version of that. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when did that, when did the keynote speaker come about? Like, was that, opportunity opened for you through Ninja Warrior and through that kind of journey of pushing through? Was that kind of that catalyst moment where you could, uh, you know, get that first job, right? Like get that first keynote job. Now I'm sure it's easier because you got a resume, but like that first, all right, this is what you're like, what was that path to it? That's a great question. And I want to answer it very honestly, which is you have to leap. You have to leap. There is no baton. You know, like I think in our romantic ideas about careers in life, it's that one chapter ends and it peacefully and harmoniously (laughs) hands you the baton to run into the next chapter. And in my experience, and that was an example of it too, it's not, it's, uh, it's messy and it's dirty and it can be painful and it can be scary, Mm. but it truly does clear space or push you to leap. And so my journey hosting with Ninja Warrior, we won this big award and then that's, it ended the hosting series, but all churning around my head that last year hosting it was um, that question, what do you want for your moments on earth? And I was like, I really love this speaking. I started calling it motivational comedy and Mm -hmm. I was doing that and I did some like TEDx talks, but really when the hosting of Ninja Warrior ended, 
that was my, I remember driving back from the NBC offices and they're, they're just um, like, I truly can't say enough good things about that whole world. Oh, cool. And so I was like heartbroken when it ended. And I was mm. on the 405 driving south to Venice, sick to my stomach in traffic. And I was like, all right, man, like, what do you want to do for your moments on earth? And I was like, I really want to do the speaking. And so I got home and literally that night I started like emailing some people. I started looking into it. I reached out to places like, hey, can I come talk for free? You know, and I I did yeah. so much of that. And I, I just say that because if anyone's, if it's rattling around for anyone that you want to do something, whether that's a career change, a relationship or a habit, like get dirty and messy mm -hmm. and uncomfortable and it will sort itself out. But the perfect opportunity just is never going to come. Okay. I love that. And I love the, like, even the very practical, like, can I talk for free? Can I yeah. just like putting, because I feel like that is one of those, um, trickier ones, like how, how to get into that. And I, you know, like, cause I'm always like really fascinated by the Ted talks and that whole area. And so from, I think the big question for me, and I'm sure this is something that I, based on, you know, what I've listened to you, it, it is something that you address, which is this idea of just imposter syndrome, right? And like yeah. overcoming that. And how for you, were you able to, this isn't anything, right? Like whether it's your first TV hosting gig or like, you know, your firsts of anything, there's this level of imposter. I think that yeah. pretty much all humans deal with at some point. What are some of those tools for you that you were able to navigate that, whether it's physical, mental, mantras, whatever? That's such a good, uh, we all deal with that so much. Uh, and I'll, I'll say though, I don't think it's a terrible thing that we deal with it. I really think like the real ones deal with it yeah. and people who don't, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, questionable. You know, just have like false cockiness or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what's helped me also. My mom actually told me this, and it's so true. She goes, "If you don't do it, someone worse who cares less is going to do it." <laughs> yeah, and and that. it's 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 just so true. Um, and I think one thing that's been a little bit liberating is like no one knows what they're doing. You totally. Know? You go just because they have a certificate on the wall. I don't. No one. I, I want to differentiate this. I am a trusting person, but I don't trust anybody. If right, that makes right, sense. Right, 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 right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you tell me something, just because you told it to me in the, in the last couple of years has underlined and put that in bold, uh, I'm not going to believe you just because you tell me something. Yeah, right, right, right. And I think right, the right. same goes, you know, and I, I like to joke around, like if you get a hair, you go to a dentist or get a haircut, there's people who are excellent at it mm -hmm. and there's people who are not. And they both call themselves a dentist or a haircut, you know, right. I, my mom has had cancer the last few years, you know, the amount of doctor's offices with nice Harvard diplomas that told her she wasn't going to make it six months, you know? Wow, so it's, yeah. it's just, it's our choice of who we listen to. And to bring it back, I would just say the only thing that you can control is to choose to believe to your, in yourself and give your best to this moment. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, it, that's all you can do. Yeah. And it's better yeah. than so many other, um, cocky half-hearted efforts totally totally i feel like we're all each other's teachers too right like yes there's so often in uh you know you can go to like a, even a big lecture or you're listening to someone and it's actually within uh, somebody next to you that i mean for instance i actually went to something i was watching a live podcast and i respect these two women a lot and i was learning a lot however i learned almost i took away more from the girl next to me there was just a few things that she was saying that i was like 
you were the angel, obviously, that was meant to be next to me yeah. to say that to me because in the way that you framed it, it's not the first time I've heard the idea, but it's the way in which you said it in the right amalgamation yep. of time and things and where we are that I needed to hear. And I think that's the thing that is something that we all, because I think a lot of people always do get... Um, you know, worried about like, who am I? And, you know, I've got a, I've got a, another podcast called, it's going to be called, just called Life with Cat now, but it's, Love it's that. a lot about just, um, the real like messiness of life and just kind of yeah. more of like approaching it as a friend. Like I have yeah. no clue what I'm doing every other day or pretty yeah. much every moment. Like what am I talking about? So, but, but I'm doing my best <laughs> and I have integrity. And I think that's, yeah. that's the thing that when we all put it like run it through our body when we hear somebody speak is like that's where that intuitive like does it feel true for you is there like an does it hit or is there a little bit of like a mm, that's the thing that you trust ultimately in the words that you hear you can hear somebody saying the right things yeah but somehow within yes. within the vibration of their words the intention whatever's behind it there's some level of like eh, it's kind of bullshit to me even though it's oh, true 100%. you know what i mean like it's like the great advice but mm, so i think to your point yeah it's about that truth well and i want to also just say commend you on i think some people i want to commend you on your openness because i think some people may have been like i can only learn from the people that are on the panel or the people that are on the right. podcast because those are the authorities but i think it's really beautiful that um to be open and be like you know what i can learn from everyone here yeah uh and get little gems along the way and you nailed it there was actually a um Gosh, I forget. One stand-up comedian said it, and then a person who works in kind of the land of psychedelics that we'll all talk about told this to me too. He's like, yeah, if you don't feel it to your core, energetically, the audience won't feel it. Yeah, And it's so true, and you nailed it. You can say the right words. You can do all the right things, but if it's not visceral, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. And I think, and that's where the gift is. And I mean, I'm sure that's why you've been doing your work. There is that, when I was watching your reel, there's I want to I want to mention this to you. One to to just reflect it back to you, but also for other people to hear it. So, there was this guy Lee Harris. Uh, he's an intuitive, and uh, he's just somebody I respect uh, a great deal. And he was talking about how it's important to understand your value. And he said a great way to know what your value is is to look at what other people are reflecting back to you, like start to pull out things. And uh, I noticed in your reel, mm. a lot of people are talking about your energy. And like how your energy is the signature that you bring that's actually moving it. And so like for me, like a lot of what I hear back and comments and feedback is thank you so much for your vulnerability. And I was like, oh, Ooh. that's the value you bring, Kat, is the ability to be vulnerable. But had I pitched it myself, like what's your value? I would have gone off on like Kat yeah. things <laughs> thinking that I know how I'm being perceived instead of actually seeing like, oh, what are some of the through lines that I'm hearing back? Yeah, yeah, and to yeah. realize like, oh yeah, that that's the value that I'm bringing yeah. that I maybe didn't realize I was doing. So anyway, that's also me just saying you do have great energy in your <laughs> and that it's felt. Thank you. Yeah, totally. No, I, I appreciate that. I was like, I, it's a teaching true. moment. And by the way, great energy, Alex. <laughs> um, should we get into psychedelics? I love it. Okay, I mean, yeah, 100%. Right? Why not? Okay, so- <laughs> Let's, before we even jump into that, I'd love to know what your perception of psychedelics were before you decided to take a journey. Yeah, what a great question. Um, 
I would say that even the term psychedelics to me feels Jerry Garcia jam band can't have enough <laughs> yeah, tie yeah. dye get so in the van yeah, like, yeah yeah that's what psychedelics would stock you have no goals in life mm-hmm. you want to disengage and by the way i don't think that that this is another conversation for another day i don't think that's by accident i think that because of how powerfully helpful this thing is there's a lot of people that are scared of it because mm-hmm. of their business models totally. that, wow, something from the earth can really help people mm-hmm. so purely and heal you. Yeah. So all that's to say, I don't think that this branding is by accident. Right. But to answer your question, 100%, I thought that if you were involved in the psychedelics, you are a hippie dippy, mm-hmm. have no goals, like living in a van, but not a cool van. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, (laughs) okay. So that's what I, I, for some reason I wanted to ask that because I I feel like there there felt like a shift with you when it came to that. And so I want to ask like, when did you have no goals, hippy dippy turn to at least curiosity? What was the catalyst moment for you that at least started to make it a consideration And then obviously to the next step of, I'm going to do this thing. And here's why. Yeah. Well, I'll, cause it's been a long, a longer, uh, well, it's been a good amount of time and I'll, I'll even get to like where I feel compelled to be now, which is there's also fear in it, but I feel, um, I feel almost a purpose or an honor or a duty to step up as a voice of a type a, look at me, I'm a speaker and an author. I compete on American Ninja Warrior. I went to an Ivy League school. I I feel like I've checked the type A boxes of like, I did it. Mm -hmm. And and I recorded this video and we'll get into it of me and Amazon really on a journey um, because I think it's important for people to start bridging this gap. But my journey with all of this began senior fall. I was at an Ivy League school. I was playing division one lacrosse. And it was a Friday night and my buddy Polly was like, we have mushrooms. And I was like, whoa, I never even heard of those. Like mm-hmm. we just, we just drink and mm-hmm. in college, that's all you would yeah, yeah, go to yeah. the bar, yeah, like yeah. nickel pitchers of, uh, you know, beer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's what we did. And it was like, Polly has uh, mushrooms. So myself, Polly, two other guys, we were going to have them. And I thought as a senior in college, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to see dancing gnomes, get <laughs> totally. a party. Yeah, That's yeah, what I was yeah. a Friday night in college. Yeah. And we took them and we started walking around and we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, I don't really want to party. Yeah, where's the party? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't really want to do that. Yeah. And we made a fire in his backyard, which by the way, was just like, us looking at logs. We didn't really feel like getting it together enough. We looked <laughs> right. like magazines and lighter fluid. <laughs> But we just started talking and it was us four. Let's zoom out. It was us four college seniors. We could have been blacking out at a bar, but instead we were all sitting around in a circle talking about our life and who we are and who we wanted to be and what we wanted out of life. So let's just first acknowledge like, okay, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool thing. If, if, if mushroom psilocybin allowed us to do that, but then the way that we were talking was one that my one buddy fish who'd done it before was like, Hey man, you should write down what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I've never been a journaler, but I took out a pen and paper and I said, what do you want for your moments on earth? And I just wrote, I just wrote. And what was so amazing was it was not from fear. It was not from delusional utopia. Mm-hmm. It was simply looking at life with an open heart. 
mm-hmm. and not with all of the layers of doubt and restriction yeah. and practicality and limiting beliefs. And I woke up the next morning and I read what I wrote. Then I said, that's it. And I stopped yeah. applying for finance jobs and I started doing theater and I made plans to move to LA and it absolutely changed my life for the better. And so really from that night, it that night changed it in my mind of like, okay, this is a gift from the earth. This was not made in a pharmaceutical lab with chemicals. This literally grew from the earth. And mm-hmm. now everyone, you know, shows the the studies on mushrooms and how there's also membranes that connect them all over mm-hmm. the, the world and how healing and how, and, yeah. and all that science, Johns Hopkins, it's incredible it's incredible that it's coming out. But 10 years ago, whatever it was, um, this changed my belief from okay, this is not a drug. Mm-hmm. This is something incredibly healing and nurturing and clarifying and powerful Mm -hmm. from the earth. And so it took me about eight years from that first time to ever re-engage again because I had such reverence for what it is. Yeah, totally. Wow. That is, so I love that even your motto from this day is still that moment. And I think there's no accident in that, you know, what do you want those? I wrote that down. What 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 do you want your key? What is it? What do you say? What do you want your moments for on earth? Key moments? Yeah. Is that what you say? Or is what it just moments? What do you want moments? for your moment? No, what do you want just, for your moments you on earth, right? Moments on earth? Yeah. I just, I think there's such a, like an interesting telling aspect of that because I think one of the things that um, psilocybin has done for me in particular is it's broken down the, the barriers and limitations in myself around what is and isn't possible. And so yep. the idea that even that question the first time the question like that has ever uh come mm-hmm. through you right yeah. to be written down to yeah. to allow like the most honest reflection in the moment to come through yep. and to then uh talk about like a a prayer into the universe which yep. is like now everything began to unfold after the eight years is it's really beautiful and i love that um i love the comparison of Look, people can party on mushrooms and and you can use them that way. But it's just interesting that like you guys all were on that same wavelength and um, saw saw the power within within them and haven't abused them since. And so what I'd love to. Yeah, go ahead. I I can go on and on of the amount of times that it's, you know, one quick um, small anecdote also with it was, uh, you know, I'd engaged occasionally, but in a very like quarterly almost, or once or twice a year, I would drive out and get a cabin in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and have a bit and just have a like, um, I, I kind of say like, get out of my reality mm-hmm. and just look at who I am, look at my life and just without judgment, just be like, is this who I want to be? Is this the life I want to lead before I get back to like yeah. Monday 9am emails and busy schedule? Like, yeah. let's just, is this the right path? Yeah. Um, so at the end of 2020, I was not doing well mentally and emotionally. And uh, I share that because I was still doing well enough career and front of house mm-hmm. that no one would have known. Right. You know, my right. presentation to the world was still good, professional, yeah, totally, happy, totally. positive Alex. Yeah, yeah. But I really wasn't doing well. Yeah. And so I drove uh, out and I got a cabin alone and I had psilocybin. And um, this is what I think is really important to share is bridging the gap of like hippy dippy land with type a um accomplishment or what or 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 doing performance Mm -hmm. 
I didn't like who I was at that time. And so I go, okay, man, who do you want to be? Uh, all right. Who are men that you admire? Mm. And so I took out a piece of paper and I wrote men I admire. And I got to about the fifth name. I was like, okay, Dr. Henry, man, he's just such a good family, man. Ben, I love how he's always himself. Aaron is so bold. Uh, Brandon, such a good family guy. You know, like I just made this list. And when I got to the fifth name, I got chills and I took out my camera phone. Again, I had psilocybin and I said, hey, I'm Alex. This is who I am. I don't like who I am, but I want to be a better man. If you want to be a better man, I think there's a lot of us. Join me. Mm. That has now become Men We Admire, which is a men's group that I ran, that I run. It started that night. And it's now uh, we have two groups, 60 men from all around the country and the world. I've spoken at universities and high schools on being a man that you admire. Um, I run retreats. All of that, the genesis of it, I truly believe in my soul that it was a gift from heaven mm -hmm. to run with this. And that gift from heaven was able to be received. Could it have been received another time? Of course. But it caused me to pause, to get out of my own way, and to be open to receiving this to run with this purpose. And I, I thank psilocybin for that. Oh, wow. I had no idea you were doing that. That's such an important thing, I think, particularly to hear as a man and for other men that where vulnerability and knowing how to, and not being necessarily like you're saying, like in hippy dippy land, but actually kind of like showing up for men more like yourself, that might be more type A, that might, or just has never come from more like that, you know, earthy um, yeah. vibe, yeah. but like, but, but that doesn't disconnect you from the earth yeah. or from others. And so uh, it, th these are divine gifts. I always think I'm always doing the mushrooms bidding <laughs> my entire <laughs> life. I'm like, what would you guys like me to do next? Like, what are we doing? I'm on this amazing <laughs> roller coaster of things to psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, but that's, uh, so that's, that's incredible. Have you had any, uh, more difficult journeys on, yeah. on a psychedelic experience. And can you talk um, about what was difficult about it? If you have, well, I love your questions. Thank um, you. it's all related, uh, is how I want to start this. It's all intertwined. Um, coming out of, uh, 2020, like spring 2021, I had just competed on American Ninja Warrior. I just finished writing the book that, uh, I was going to have published and I was like, I need like just some air. I need like a couple days away. But all of this was interrelated where like, I won't tell this side story, but I'll tell the short version, which is a buddy came and stayed with me. who's just an amazing guy. And I had to leave for a few days for a trip. And I was like, dude, make yourself at home. My casa, su casa, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And he ate in my freezer. I had some chocolate mushrooms. Mm. And he, I was keeping them for like a, you know, a yeah, journey that yeah. I was going to do at some point. And, and, uh, he, and then when I got back, I was like, oh man, like, that's totally cool that you did it. I just was hoping maybe you would have let me know, but totally cool. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? I'll go to the grocery store and I'll get you more chocolates. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh, oh no. Um, oh. <laughs> anyways, we talked and he was a more intense, uh, journey for him. He'd never done this before, mm. but it positively changed his life, even though he didn't know what he was getting into. It positively changed his life so much that that was rattling around in my head. And so 2021, I I really was like 
I just felt like I needed some clarity on some things, both internally and then also like, you know, these last few years, I was just like, a lot of this stuff isn't adding up. It doesn't feel right to me on a soul level. And I'm like, I don't think it's just the normal greed. It feels like it's like bigger, like what's mm. going on. And I did a more intense dose. I went to Boulder and how Boulder came around was three people in one day. So that have you ever been to Boulder, Colorado? Out of nowhere. I never even Oh really yeah. Talked Perfect about synchronicity. The universe is like, you yeah, should so go. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll go. And I got yeah. a mount I got a cabin in the mountains and I had a more uh intense uh amount of mm-hmm. psilocybin. And that one was not it wasn't it was only tough because it was just really like uh illuminating of mm. some truths. And my biggest takeaway from that experience was like no holds bars, there is good and evil. Like there is good and evil in earth and there's good and evil up above. Um, and that's just, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just, that was probably my most intense takeaway was, uh, and and truly was my takeaway was you are supposed to be a leader for good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't say that or take that lightly, um, but that was a more intense totally. experience. Yeah, it sounds like it. So- Okay, let me follow up about that. So w- <laughs> would you, okay, one, one I think, question I want to ask is, um, did you experience what you would consider like a darker energy or entity or, you know, that um, anything of that, that nature? No. Okay. My second but, question. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, keep, no, no, keep going, keep going. My second question then is, uh, when you, when you talk about like darkness and light, good and evil, do you recognize it as um, aspects of yourself as well, or do you recognize it as uh, something out other than yourself? Um, in those moments, it was very much so uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. And my like learning in that moment was, you know, that there's always been this, mm-hmm. and uh, we're simply experiencing it in this times time frame. But like this has existed in the 50s and 40s. Mm-hmm, this has existed mm-hmm. a couple hundred years ago. This mm-hmm. existed centuries ago. There is good and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in my reflection since then, you know, I don't feel bad. I do bad things. I mess up. I do stupid things. I do egotistical things. I'll succumb to impulses. But at my core, I know that I'm all good. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, and I... I feel that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah, you you may totally. screw up and you may make bad decisions and do something that you regret, but you're still probably a good person at your core. Totally. I also do think though there's a camp of people that are evil. Yeah, <laughs> and I think there's a very big difference. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's an interesting one for me too because when I think of like, you know, and I think of like some of the abuses, I'm like, obviously, like even with like animals, like I look after a, a friend's dog and like the, how they found this dog. I was just like, who would do that to a, yep. like a, yep. an animal? Um, yep. I, I asked that question just because it's um, uh, on some, like, I guess like spiritual areas that the, the idea is that the, it's buried within human subconscious is mm. basically everything is a reflection that we're all yeah. we're all of it even the even the the darkest stuff not that we um express it in any way in fact i think yeah. a lot of people bring light to 
all of that, but that we're all, um, I'm not going to explain this very well, to be honest, but basically no, no, that, that we, hold, that we hold, we hold everything and that, you know, and this, this comes back to, it sounds like, I don't know if, if you're religious or whatnot, but this is more of like also, um, those that, that believe in reincarnation and, and past lives that, that we have been everything and that it's just, it's less about like good or, or bad, but that we are, uh, the, the polarity is what is how, oh, eventually it's what helps us to grow out of it. I'm explaining this really terribly, but no, that's why I was, I was I, wondering, it's a big esoteric idea. That well, I'm but, but, but I, I, where I'm at in that journey and it's all related again, I am so, I love it. And I'm a, I'm a student and I'm just yeah. learning and I'm just trying because I feel like over the last few years, I've, I've really, uh, I don't know. I, I think we are kind of trained, at least I was from an early age by a lot of different people. It wasn't just school. It wasn't just parents. It wasn't, it wasn't just society. It was everything yeah. where like you kind of write off some of these things. And it's only over the last few years that I'm starting to look at some of these like civilizations and beliefs of all these different cultures around the world, all these different faiths, mm -hmm. regardless of the language you put at it, whether you're a Christian or a Buddhist or mm -hmm. all these different words or you're just spiritual and you believe in universe and, and there's some commonalities and that's what really excites me is seeing the commonalities yeah. that people, that human beings experience all over the world. And uh, I think one that I'm going through is, is there just forces and these forces in the universe are, uh, I don't know what the right word is, unemotional, not emotional, but like no agenda or bias mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like a or is there really like, you know, and you see throughout, you know, you know. Yeah. Are there angels and uh, beings that are yes. trying to help us yes. or are there like and more demons. demonic type <laughs> darkness that is trying to like yeah. fuck us up with fear? Yeah, totally. Yes. I, Yes. I, I, I'm definitely on that too. And I, and I, for me personally, like I've had some pretty mystical experiences and I always say, like I talk to my team and I just, for me, it's like, I've had too many like fucking crazy ass shit that 100%. I'm like channeling and like bringing down information. So I always feel I'm very like protected by my angels and galactic beings and um, yes. just like, it's it's very real for me and that's why but I don't bring it up for a lot of people because like I just like to know where people stand on it just because a lot of people totally. but don't I, understand. I, I'm in the same boat where like I find myself and and that's why I think I reached out to you probably sub some conscious element was like yeah uh, encouragement or a space to share about this mm -hmm. because I find myself censoring it in some settings because yeah. we're going to be judged or yeah. people aren't ready or looked down. And I, I think it's part of our generation on earth, this time frame of like, you know, they tell the, the great awakening of the great reset. I, I think mm -hmm. we're going through something now where yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a massive consciousness kind of synchronicity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. No, we get definitely weird on trip on this. So you're in the right Let's place. Go. Okay, <laughs> This is the place for it. <laughs> you found it. This one, um, you asked if uh, I've had bad experience. I will tell you this one. Um, I really wrestled with like, should I speak up about the things that I see going on in the world? I know I'm in my core. It's been validated by my intuition and by mm -hmm. my beliefs up above that there is bad, evil things going on in the world. Should I speak or not? And then I realized I should, 
but I was fearful of social judgments. I was fearful of work. I was, so I didn't. And those months uh, last summer were the most depressed suicidal thoughts I've ever had. Mm. And I've shared this before is that you go to bed with your soul. And so if you're not in line with what your soul and so that led me, it popped in my head one day of, it just popped in randomly. And I've talked to people since this of, they say like, it'll call to you. And that sounds like, hey, okay, whatever. It kind of does. I had this thought pop in my head randomly of like, you should go to the jungle and Aya. Totally. And I was like, I was like, and when it popped in my head, my whole system was like, yep. If yeah. there was no debate, there was no like, let's see how much plane tickets are. I was like, you're going. Yeah. So it was so effortless and in flow to get there. Mm-hmm. And so last Thanksgiving, uh, I went down to the Amazon. There's a, a phenomenal program, Arcana, really wonderful people. You, We were legit in the jungle, like mm-hmm. boat ride two hours, like sleeping under tarps, tarantulas everywhere. Oh my God. Uh, the shamans. And there's a town that this Arcana supports, this little town. It's so beautiful. Um, but my uh, second night there, was one where I was like, okay, Alex, you came here for some answers. You came to the Amazon from the States. Like yeah. this was not an easy thing. Let's go there. Yeah. And that was a little bit of my type A outlook. That was a little bit of my addict side. Mm-hmm. I have an addictive personality and you know, um, it wasn't a really grounded thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had a much more intense dose that night. And I think because it was coming from a place of not really grounded, um, that first couple hours was more intense and rough. Mm-hmm. Um, that like experience with Aya was one where I feel like it's a much more alive uh, medicine than maybe other things. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's very yeah. it's very direct. When you say it was rough, like physically rough, mentally rough, was it rough in a spiritual kind of like knowledge way or was it rough in like the human physicality i'm uncomfortable i'm 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 challenged in different ways like can you can you articulate a little bit about like what about that was tough that 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 personal time and it's interesting because i feel like my conscious brain afterwards and throughout the journey is trying to make sense of it Mm. so i'm also trying to be mindful of like you know, poking holes at the script that my mind was grasping to make, you know, yeah. of, but it felt like what it first felt was that something bigger than me literally went like, oop, power down. And like my, and I was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> and, I am no longer in control here. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I remember saying, I remember saying, what is anything? And I feel like it was that blurring of our gentle understanding of time and space and energy kind of went away. And I had no uh, ability to understand really what was going on. And this might be me scripting it, but it felt like the first few hours of that, this is me, you know, reflecting on this for a lot of weeks and months since of like, you know, the first months felt like, or excuse me, the first hours of it felt like a darker force was running it and like in a very like terrifying, like mm-hmm. truly terrifying. And I also like part of it was there's no escape. Uh, you know, if things got super dire on earth, I feel like we all have this back pocket and I hope no one does it, but we all have this get out of jail. Like you you could always, um, you could 
end your existence here, mm-hmm. right? If it got too brutal. Mm-hmm. One of my takeaways was like, you can't end it up there. You're yeah. part of it. Um, but that darkness period of like, yes, yes, very physically sick, but also just like scared and emotionally. Once I kind of got in touch with humility and said some prayers and got back in touch with like a little bit more groundedness, it then changed to much more love and light. And like, uh, so I feel like in that experience, I felt the polarity of both sides. It's interesting. It's interesting because yeah. it's like the ego mind is the uh, the controller, right? Like that's yeah. the thing that I don't mean just like ego isn't like that, but I mean the ego, yeah. the, the, the thinker, right? The, th- yeah. the thinker is like, that's where you talk about, you hear it all the time on a psychedelic, like you need to surrender, surrender. That, that is the surrender because it's so scary and however it yeah. can show up and when you're not, and it's like that, like, okay, well maybe this is the end. And then it's not the end, obviously. And then you're in yeah. this really beautiful, loving place. But the the mind will, a die, the dot, the death of your ego, right? Because that's what's happening. It's fighting for its life in that time, right. and it it like creates as many stories as it needs to to hold on to and latch on to until like obviously you reach those moments where you're like, I don't know what else to do here. I'm at, I'm at the you're yeah. at your own surrender yeah. point now yes. to yes. to. Yeah, it is. It feels very much like that surrender to something bigger than ourself. And yeah. it's not easy to get there in a real sense. It sounds good to surrender. It sounds okay. Yeah, I trust and surrender. But in the actual practice of it, which a psychedelic oftentimes brings us to, where, you know, we have to trust that we're okay, but it doesn't feel like we're okay. Whether yeah. it feels like we're physically dying or that we're going to be in some dark afterworld and maybe stuck yeah. here or whatever it is. Like, However that manifests for us is um, that's the journey. It's important for people to hear. It's also important so that people know that they're not alone yeah. in it. But but time and time again, it's always been to that, that the release of like, well, I don't, I'm just going to pray, like you said, and surrender and be like, I need help here. And usually help arrives. Yes. And, and you know, really in my own journey with faith, um, and I'm still on the journey of exploring, uh, you know, what faith resonates with me and and uh um it was after that experience in amazon that i actually that's when i started saying god i never said Mm -hmm. i always said universe and before that i didn't say anything Mm -hmm. um and i believe in universe and god and i'm i'm still working through how they coexist (laughs) together but i believe in it all you know and uh you know, I don't know where all of your audience is at in their journey with this, and and they're probably open minded if they're here. But you know, maybe if you're seeing a clip of us uh, of Cat and I talking, you know, I I want to. I just encourage people to uh, approach with reverence, but also realize that, and reverence to me is uh, is respect of like this is something to behold. Like this is a um, uh, anything can be misused. But like, it's, a, it's, I guess I go back to like, this came from the earth. We came from the earth and this did too. And I feel like in many ways, it's the spirit and earth helping humans along the journey. Totally. Like, Hey, human beings, we know it's tough there. So we're here to help you along the journey. And I think if you view it in that way and you come with humility 
and set and setting, meaning be in a place that you feel good in and, and have some clear intentions um, and start small. Mm-hmm. I, I just, all I can say is it is tremendously helped me in so many ways internally that no one will ever see and has led to professional achievements yeah. too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful helped, thing. Helped align. And then it also like, like we're saying, just like the, the, that surrender around, like the understanding of like faith or something bigger and, and yeah. trusting to take the path. Cause I always talk about psychedelics and entrepreneurship because there's no way I could have been on this path if yeah. it wasn't for honestly, uh, or not in not in this timeline by any stretch of imagination. I can't speak for like a future time, but uh, without psychedelics to help break down yeah. um, and to also make me feel that I'm not alone because it is in the times of where I have to release control and I don't know what's happening in my life and I'm scared and I'm contracted and all these things that I have to just like, yeah. Just be like, you know what, Kat, you're going to end wherever you're meant to go. And like, that's that. And it's usually within the moment of releasing of something that something comes through. And I was like, every happens every time I'll try to like right. bullshit the universe. Like I let go. And like everything about my whole body, like it's not let go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then nothing happens <laughs> until, it's <laughs> until so it happens. Let go. <laughs> what? I, I mean, do you have any pro tips for letting go? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I talk about this one a lot. Pro tips for letting go. I mean, it's like one prayer. Const- I'm constantly, or if you don't, if, if if the word prayer like stops you for whatever reason, just speaking to your higher self, speaking yeah. to your higher part of your mind, yeah. whatever, whatever fits. But one, asking for the help to please release, um, to, to, to surrender and, and trust and, and let go of the process. And I also, also pray for like, help me to know when to do and when to pause, mm. when to do and when to pause, you know, yin and yang, obviously it's not going to be a 50, 50 world in which we do yeah. and which we receive, but there's got to be received built into our model. We're actually not the nature, n- the natural flow of the universe and, and balance is not due the whole time. And knowing when to rest and shift down and to like receive all of the work that we've been putting in, whether it's through the energetics, whether it's physically in this reality. And I think for me, I'm always, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly meditating and not just I'll meditate and kind of like zone out and then I'll meditate into a space where I'm kind of asking my higher self, my angels, my guides for help be like, is it a go time? Is it a move? And mm-hmm. sometimes I hear where my priority needs to be. And then other times I know that the seed is planted. So maybe like in two days from then I'll be doing yoga and it's like, you need to work on that pitch for Netflix. I'm like, yes. Okay. Like, thank you. Like, that's exactly what I need to be doing right now. I needed that. I didn't know where to put my attention. And so it's just this constant dialogue with yourself. And, and if yeah. you're not spending time alone in silence, you're missing out on so much wisdom that you have for yourself because we consume constantly, constant, whether it's music, TV, social media, and I'm guilty of it too, but like 15 minutes on either side, you know, give yourself 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be in one thing, but 30 minutes of quiet at some point in your day to hear you, boy, you have every answer you could possibly ever need. You're motivating me here because I, I'm, I know you're, I, it's, it's one of these things where 
It is absolutely true. And also there's enough brain science to show that it helps on that end. So like mm-hmm. even if you resist it on one for one reason, there's another yeah. reason here of why it's good yeah, and it's yeah. peaceful and all that. And it's so tough for me to sit still. And but that excuse is it's tired and it's immature. And uh so I appreciate you. You're giving me a loving kick in the tuckus. But it's, uh, it's a program though. So you shouldn't even, the program that we have all been taught is you have to go or somebody else is going to get your dream. And that right. is such a disservice that we've done to ourselves. Why are we all so tired? It sucks that, that and, and the thing is, is like, it's not true. You know, it's not about who works harder. If that was the case, then the people that work the hardest, they would be millionaires. And we know that that's not true. You know what right. I mean? Like, and, and this is where I think that cultivation of, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm constantly my, when I'm not doing something, I'm worried about not doing more. And so it's yeah. like, uh, it really is yeah. a constant practice of like, can I enjoy this life? Am I allowed to enjoy this life? Can I like chill for a second and like really chill? This is the thing that I like, I'm like trying to get off the idea of like trying to get somewhere and being like, mm. okay, right. We're here. This is the moment we've been waiting for, <laughs> you know, like yeah. in this moment, everything else is an artificial construct that does not exist yet. So <laughs> it's, it's, I was talking to my brother the other day and I, I shared with him and uh, he's my older brother. And I, I just said to him, like, you know, we're in it. Um, yeah. Cause I feel that like we're in life, you know, so much of our life is preparatory for, you know, you. Just, I was. I remember in middle school, they were like, "You gotta ace these tests because the colleges will see them." So it's like in middle school, we're already talking about our future self in a way that's like, "That's when you get to live." Yeah. And then you graduate college, and and I, I think I'm just realizing more and more of like this future self that we've always been told would then get to live. Like we are in those moments now. Yeah. And so if we keep pushing them off till pushing them off, pushing them off, pushing them off there's a hard finish line that we're all going to hit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's like, we get like peak moments of joy, like a celebrate one night of celebration. Then it's like, what's next? And you're like, (laughs) okay, we got here. My final question for you, I want to be mindful of your time is just, you know, being that you are a motivational speaker and you got to speak to larger audiences is talking about psychedelics and conversations like this, uh, something that you plan to integrate or would be willing to integrate more and more perhaps maybe as it opens up where is it where is it for you right now that's such a good point i mean i think my first step is to not is to work through the shame around it yeah because there shouldn't be shame and i think uh so the first thing is like this is in my personal life and if someone wants to ask me about it um like you know are you and i talking about this Mm -hmm. that's one that's one place Right now, it's not something that I would ever bring up only because it's inappropriate in that setting. Mm -hmm. But fast forward years, if you know, and I think in my own journey of I'm going to start putting on events as well, just Mm -hmm. kind of talking about a lot of things and doing stand-up comedy and also Mm -hmm. self-help and Mm -hmm. also about my journey and bring on people, Mm -hmm. um, that is like an appropriate setting where I do feel compelled to share about it. Because really, if I zoom out, like, what am I sharing about? I'm sharing about something that is misunderstood and has tremendously helped me and bettered my life. Mm -hmm. So in an appropriate way, how could I 
not share about that. Right. You mean if Microsoft was just like, come give us like a motivational speech, you're like, psychedelics. <laughs> That's not like the vibe. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're not quite it. it. <laughs> cut, my, cut the mic. <laughs> that would be so funny. I know, but that totally makes sense. That makes sense. Obviously, no, but there's, but, but I will say like, I do have a piece of about emotional well being and, and how you can help yourself emotionally. And so that, I view plant medicine as a way, but there's so many ways. There's meditating, like you just yeah. said. There's talking to a good friend. Um, the through line to me is just that pause, like we're talking about, because we're just so dang busy all the time. Yeah. It's a pause. It's like, know thyself. If there's one thing you could do is like, get to know yourself very, very well. Yeah. We think we do, but like, when's the last time you really had an in-depth conversation with yourself? Thankfully, I have a podcast where I get to do that all the time. So it's actually been like a wonderful way to be like, what's happening up here? But but most of us don't. And so it's like, I think it's gonna it would help a lot of people to also get very aligned because you can't really lie to yourself if you're in a relationship that's not really working, a friend that's dragging you down. You got a job that just hurts to go to every day. Like when yeah. you start getting very quiet with yourself, that gets louder. And I understand the desire to want to, um, push it down. But on the other hand, that is the monster that's under your bed. That's going to continue to haunt and haunt yeah. and haunt until you look and see it's, it's actually not that bad. And by the way, any breakup or any w difficult conversation is scarier in the mind than in actual reality. Like when you True. actually get to it, you're like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was a lot scarier to like think <laughs> about getting here. Yeah. And, and, and then what we're talking about with faith is the faith that like, it's okay if you don't have a fallback, all the what ifs, and if I don't get a better job or a better partner and blah, blah, blah. And like, okay, you're going to live a tormented life of thinking I always have this thing hiding under my bed, or you're going to look at it and you're going to trust that something better is coming. And so I think yeah. like coming back to what you said, it's about contemplation, knowing yourself in whatever ways, psychedelics being a wonderful way to do it. If you feel so called and if you are healthy enough physically to do so. Right. So, Alex, so much fun. I feel motivated to uh, go and, I don't know, do something new today. I feel like, you know, like you said, like take the first step. So maybe I I'll start that. that pitch again. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. This is awesome. Awesome. And for everyone, as always, trip on this.